Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we're talking with our friends from the Child Advocacy Center. And uh, Katie Yenzer is here and also Carrie Norville. See, I psyched myself out. You say, Carrie, you said you say it Southern and so Norville, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. I still call her Carrie Norville. Norville? (laughs) Now that's that's way down south. (laughs) That's Georgia south right there. How are you, Miss Katie? So well today, Brian, I am. And I'm so glad the sun is shining and we're glad to be here with you. You know, um, I bet on April 29th you'd love to have sunshine in like 78. Oh my gosh, that weather would be just tremendous. I think it was about that last year. Yeah. If you'd put in that order right now, maybe yeah. it'll happen. I did. I, I pray every day, <laughs> Lord, please give me April 29th again this year. We are talking about uh, that's the day for the Hometown Heroes Walk, right? It is. Our, um, we're, oh my gosh, we're so excited. We're gearing up, but it is our seventh annual Hometown Heroes Walk for Children. Um, and we are excited to have this fundraiser in person this year. Um, of course, we'll also have a silent auction online for those that don't still feel safe coming out and being in big crowds, but also would like to support um, the center. And they've got some really cool items um, already placed here on our list. And uh, we're going to be at the um, Civic Plaza again this year. We'll start up there. Registration starts at 1045. And then we'll have some speakers just telling everybody thanks again for coming out. And then we will hit the ground running, so to speak, uh, at 12 o'clock, headed to the CAC. Or walking or Or crawling, whatever. Whatever you can do. If it was me, I'd have to skip a little. Oh, goodness. So um, the refresh our memory about the event last year. Was it in person and virtual or it did have some aspects of virtual um because we were still very much in um some of the higher uh quantities of covid here in murfreesboro um but because we had it outside Mm -hmm. i do believe we had a very good turnout again the weather has been beautiful um for these events and so it really helped everyone's spirits uh we of course encourage masks for those that still would like to wear those um but as far as last year there were just a little there was more some facebook lives mm-hmm. uh, maybe some interviews along the walk um, for people to do it or you could also go into your own neighborhood and you could walk and you could post videos um or pictures and hashtag i walk because um so that was kind of the social media portion of it um, we had a lot of fun with that as well yeah yeah and i'm assuming if i can remember correctly uh two years ago april of 2020 that was when everything had just started to unravel i guess with covid yes we were unable to have that event um 2020 good goodness it feels like forever ago. I know. It'll be like three years mm-hmm. this this March. I think that the board decided, uh, well, well, once the country shut down, the board actually just decided probably three or four weeks beforehand. So the beginning of April, yeah. they said, we just don't feel safe doing this. Um, and so that was an all virtual event. Um, and it still was fun to get the community involved. We didn't have the following quite like then, like we do now because everything's now become more online. Um, so we're excited this year that there's still some opportunities for everyone to show awareness through the National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, a lot has changed in, in that time and, and how events are put on and put together. And there's 
always a, uh, there's always been some type of social aspect to it, but we've gotten really creative. Yeah, yeah, we have had we carry. <laughs> oh yeah. Any way that we can get the word out, but also have some fun with it. But you know, we we like to show our sponsors off, if you will, and then we all kind of still like to get together and have a lot of food. But we've minimized some of that, and then also you know different things have come from that. Some different creative. Um, portions have come through that and so I think the the staff at the CAC and also all of our committee members that are on the on the committee really work together to make it fun. We've got uh, Katie Enzer joining us from the Child Advocacy Center CAC and Carrie Norval also here with us. We're going to talk uh, with her. We're, we're, we're just going to do a deep dive with Carrie here in a second so I hope she's ready. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Hometown Heroes Walk uh, April 29th Civic Plaza, you said registration's at 1045, so you really don't have to do anything ahead of time, or do you? Well, that's a good question. Um, we would like for everyone to go on our Facebook page or our um, website at cacrutherford.org under the events page and go ahead and pre-register. You can buy t-shirts. Um, we've got some beautiful blue, heather blue t-shirts that we're going to do. It's going to have a child prevention logo on it that we had an, from MTSU as graphic artists, actually, um, design that for us and then of course our hometown hero logo and all of your sponsors so all of our businesses all of our local givers any of our donors um, that would like to go ahead and be a sponsor we'd love to take um, that as an opportunity for you to go ahead and get on our t-shirt and then um, the actual day of the walk we hope whoever has um, registered online we can go ahead and check them in give them their t-shirt they haven't had an opportunity to get that and then of course we could just kind of know uh, and the reason for that is if we know who's on whose team beforehand and then everyone shows up there's something that they call a golden sneaker award mm. uh, and so we actually award that golden sneaker to the largest group of walkers um, so sometimes it's a little more competitive on that day to see who can come and walk with us at 12 o'clock and whose team is who and I, I do believe it's been a, a fun thing where we find the beautiful, most glitter, most exciting, most lit up golden sneaker out there. <laughs> and people really like to compete for that. Mm, so um, it, it's not an old sneaker of yours, is it? It's uh, not. Okay. It's not. I thought we would have to do that in 2020 because I was <laughs> worrying how I was going to get all this back together. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, we have uh, we have had a lot of fun with the golden sneakers. Well, that's neat. So uh, April 29th is the date. Again, cacrutherford.org, where you can go online and get pre-registered for that. Uh, the event starts at uh, Civic Plaza and heads over to the CAC offices. So looking forward to that. Katie, uh, tell me why uh, you brought Carrie in today. I brought Carrie in today just because she's a lot of fun to be with on the radio. Uh, she's a great um, helper when it comes to any of my committee and fundraising events she helps me kind of stay sane um, but also she's an incredible educator to the community about what it is that the CAC does how they do it and our darkness to light training program and so I wanted to give her an opportunity to, to visit with us this morning as well just to let the community know how important it is to be trained yeah well that's awesome Carrie uh, good to have you here how long have you been at the CAC um, I joined the CAC at the end of May, so I guess, is that eight months? Almost a year. Well, a year in May. Yeah, a year in May. It's too early to do math, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, too early for math, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, joining in, in the middle of what we've been going through, and I remember the days when, you know, a darkness to light training, they were in person, you, but you've, you've really had to kind of 
figure out a way to get the message out there and, and get the training out there in multiple ways, haven't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it was kind of started before I mm-hmm. hopped on, but um, we now offer it virtually and in person um, because we know that those worries are still there, um, as well as like schedules for people. You know, yeah. sometimes daycares, they've just spent, you know, 10 plus hours with a kid all day and they're ready to go home and we found that they you know sometimes feel more comfortable being able to go home and then attend virtually um you know so so that's uh really nice that they have that option and we've found that people really enjoy having um the option to do it in person or or virtually so i I would think you know some of the things that we learned going through covid and one of those is you know if I can do an event virtually. I don't have to take the 30, 45 minutes to drive there and then maybe the 30 or 45 minutes to go home. So that saves me an hour and a half. And, you know, those things just for uh, convenience sake. And so I'm I'm sure that's why some of these things are going to stick around even whenever post-COVID or if there's ever post-COVID or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. I would would, uh, definitely have to agree with that. it is, you know, and that's that's kind of why the flexibility is nice as well, because it is a commitment. Um, we know it's an important one, obviously, sure. but if we can make it easier for people in any way, um, you know, we really strive to do that because we really do want to get that information out there. Well, I, I should have asked you this first, but, uh, you know, my mind just kind of darts in different <laughs> places. But, uh, you know, we have so many new people that move into our community and, and then they find the radio station because they want to connect with their community. And I, I guarantee you there's someone out there that says, what is darkness to light? You know, so when you get that question, what's your answer to that? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, Darkness to Light is a child sexual abuse prevention training that we offer. Um, It is a five-step approach that teaches practical tools for adults to be able to recognize and respond to child sexual abuse. Um, So we, like I said, we go over five steps. Uh, We learn the facts about child sexual abuse, uh, ways to minimize opportunity, how we can talk to children about their bodies, sex, and boundaries. And then the last two are that we learn to recognize the signs and then how to react responsibly if we have that disclosure discovery or suspicion of child sexual abuse so and and this training it's it's not like a one-size-fits-all I mean if it's a small uh, daycare to uh, you know a large elementary school I, I guess you kind of put the program together for your audience too oh definitely yeah we try to um, make sure that some of the statistics and facts that we share or even the situations that we cover are specific to that um, training facility so you know we might use uh, different statistics for a daycare than we would a church um, just based off of what we know um, and the same for situations so we we're not going to talk about necessarily like you know, how to minimize opportunity in a classroom if we're speaking with a nonprofit, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we do really try to um, change that up based off of who we're speaking with. Carrie Norville uh, joining us today along with Katie Enzer with the Child Advocacy Center. You also, in in my mind, I'm thinking schools, daycares, but you mentioned churches. What other organizations um, should consider a darkness to light training? Um, everyone. <laughs> That's our goal is to train um, 10% of the adult population of Rutherford County. Uh, I truly believe that there's no 
specific person that needs to take it it's it's something that anybody can take um and it's something that we offer free of charge so you know businesses organizations civic groups churches um we train our interns we've also worked with several mtsu classes so you know some of their social work nursing um, some of the motlow nursing classes um if we have dentist offices that want to take it you know um i really think that there are people that see it that don't even realize that they see it that's what Um, i was gonna say too carrie about the dentist office we actually had someone contact us and say some a child just told me something and I don't know what to do about it Mm. and we were like Carrie there's a dentist office you need to go train and you know that that was so alarming kind of for us as a staff because when you have been training businesses daycares and you know schools for so long it was like who else needs this so I, I would guess anyone who has any sort of contact with children oh yeah period definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. in terms of you know working with kids but I mean the dentist office I mean who, who would have thought yeah. but and and I think maybe a lot of people don't understand that it is their responsibility to report if they hear right yes so um, I didn't know this before I moved to the state of Tennessee but I love this about um, about our state law and that's that every single adult in this in the state of Tennessee is considered a mandated reporter um, which essentially means that if you have that discover disclo- disclosure or uh, suspicion of child sexual abuse you're bound by law to make a report um, you know so if a child tells you something's happened or if you uh, see somebody crossing a boundary um, make that report um, to DCS the DCS hotline and then you know people have worries and we know that um, you can do that anonymously as well so it's not like you have to share your information when you make that report so a typical darkness to light training you know is it an hour is it or can you go as in-depth as you need to or if some organization says you know we've got a half an hour you could do that too so we do um, provide some flexibility with that as well. Um, like I said, we, we really do want to get that information out there. The Stewards of Children training is typically two hours, and that goes into quite a bit of detail, um, covering things like online safety, again, going into more detail about talking with children about their boundaries, um, going into more more stats and uh, facts. But we do offer a one-hour training as well because we know that time is a big commitment for some people and like I said we really do want to get that information out so so someone out uh, listening with their organization their workplace is saying you know maybe we should check into to doing this as well what what's the process there like uh, just give us a call um, at 615-867-9000 um, and you can ask for Carrie and they'll give uh, send your information my way and I'll reach out to you to get that scheduled. Um, so that's the easiest way that you can do that. Okay, very good. Anything else you think um, our listening audience needs to know about Darkness Delight? Ooh, that's a really good question. That's that's go wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I'm going to I'm going to throw this into something I recently learned and that that is that February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month and a lot of thi- a lot of times I think when we think of darkness light we think of younger kids yeah. um but we know that teens are victims too um and I really do think that the training 
does a really good job of covering all ages, um, 18 and under, on how to recognize and respond and, and having those hard conversations with um, children, you know, when we see those signs and how we can do that, which is why I really encourage it because um, we want to be able to talk to our kids and we want them to know that we're there for them and um, we're going to be there for them if they have anything that they want to talk about. So um, just really encouraging anybody and everybody you know it's not age specific for the training it's not like it's 12 or under it covers uh quite a bit of information that i think is really useful to anybody so what what a great point because i mean i I, when you think about child advocacy center cac i mean probably the first thing that comes into mind is you know two-year-old a five-year-old a six-year-old but teens and and the way you have to approach that and that information that comes out i mean it it, it's it's a tough time for teenagers many times too so it's a totally different approach i guess right um because i think the cdc statistic is that one in 11 females and one in 14 male teenage boys will be the victim of physical violence um that that that's what is reported um and we obviously know that some go unreported so it's just really like i said important for us to know how to have those conversations with with our teens and with our children well that's what um three to four on an in an average 32 room classroom you know if you want to just kind of put it in that perspective too right yeah because we know the statistic for child sexual abuse victims it's one in ten children will be the victim of child sexual abuse before their 18th birthday um you know sometimes we break it down to be specific to our community we know that the average murfreesboro city school classroom size is 20 students which means that two students in every classroom could be the victim of child sexual abuse before their 18th birthday Um, And we see anywhere from two to four children walk through our doors every single day. Um, I think the other day we had, what, five or six cases coming in one day. We average between 50 and 60 cases a month, brand new cases. Wow. Uh, You know, it's amazing you say 20% and it's like, okay, but when you say two in 10 or look at a classroom of 20 and two out of the 20, it, it's the same number regardless but it's just the way that it hits home yes. you know yeah, I think it makes sometimes. it a lot more personal yeah. um for us us to see like how specific that is yeah and then when we talk about the 50 to 60 that walk through our door every month that's a huge number like mm-hmm. compared to one out of ten you sure know? absolutely well great information today and uh again you can contact carrie at the child advocacy center and uh contact information is at cacrutherford.org online and that's where you can get signed up for the hometown heroes uh walk on april 29th and um katie's information is there if you want to help sponsor this great event because it helps you do things like darkness to light training right that's absolutely correct thanks again you bet uh good to see you both and come back anytime yeah thank you all right carrie norville joining us along with katie enzer here on rutherford issues from news radio wgns rutherford issues on news radio wgns